Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. You are listening to Live from the Armory Wrestling Show. Tune in and listen because it's going to be awesome. And this is Sassy Steffi. If you don't listen, I'm going to make you kiss my sass. Welcome to Live from the Armory Wrestling Show, the premier podcast of indie wrestling. We ought to just change the name of the show to the Caleb Conley Show. Our studio line is area code 213-816-1605 with your host, Bunkhouse Bob. I don't sign autographs, I'm not, and I, and I very, very rarely <laughs> take pictures with people, but if people insist in their nights, then, then I'll do that, so... And the lovely Laura. I am a true and total lady. I would never headbutt anybody. My name is Bunkhouse Bob, and not only am I the co-host of this show, live from the Armory Wrestling Radio Show, I am also your reigning and defending intergenter world heavyweight apartment wrestling champion. You can go to bed sleeping sound tonight knowing that fact. How you all doing tonight? Folks, we got a big show for you tonight. Our guests are going to be former talent coordinator and booker Johnny Smalls. And also joining us tonight will be Big Country Ordway will be joining us. Looking forward to speaking to Big Country tonight and to Mr. Smalls. Folks, we'd like to thank you for tuning in wherever you're at. Our studio number is 213-816-1605. Our Twitter address, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, is at from the Armory. And without further ado, my first opponent to challenge me for my World Heavyweight Championship Intergender Apartment Wrestling Champion is the lovely Laura. Bob. <laughs> Laura. <laughs> Lord have mercy. I, I have a wicked sleeper that I would just put you right to sleep. So I, I don't know what you think you're going to be doing. But. <laughs> but, oh, Lord, it's know. one of those kinds of nights. I feel better, Laura. That's why all the goofiness is. My voice is back. I've still got a little bit of yes. a cough. But I feel 100% better, much better than what I did last week. So, folks, you're just going to have to... 
get used to my goofiness and shenanigans are back. You never know what I'm going to say. And that's the draw, if you will, of this program because God knows, yes, God knows we can't, we can't draw a dime if I had two nickels in my hand. That's just the way that it is. Laura, what's, uh, what's our Facebook information? It is facebook.com backslash live.armory.9. Folks, we can also be heard on iTunes. You've heard me say this a million times before. You get to hear it one more time this week. If you go to iTunes and type in Armory in the search bar, go down to the podcast section, click it, voila, it pops up there. For our folks that are in Australia, the United Kingdom, uh, Japan, the EU, Thank you, thank you, thank you for your tremendous support through www.fnxnetwork.com. Our stream can be heard there. We are very, very happy with the way that everything has gone with fnxnetwork.com. Received a lot of positive responses from friends overseas. Tell your friends about this show. Please tell your friends about this show. Leave us a comment. Tweet us a comment. Leave us something on Facebook. We certainly appreciate your support. Folks, I hate to... We sure uh, do. Yeah, okay, we love it. Love it. Absolutely astounded and humbled by it. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the number one rated independent wrestling podcast that is out there today. Do you know how I know it's rated number one? I know. I know because you tell us. It's number one. I don't need a graph or a chart or a demographic or anything graded on a curve to know that it's number one. You tell us it's number one, and that's what's most important. The listeners are what's most important. Um, don't want to start the show off with, with too big of a downer, but unfortunately some of you may have heard or may not have heard on social media within the last 24 hours, former WWE, WCW talent Sean O'Hare has passed away, unfortunately, at the age of 43. Uh, no foul play is suspected. However, uh, both TMZ and now Fox News are reporting his death as a suicide. So very sad to hear that. Our thoughts and our, our wishes, our best wishes, go out to the O'Hare family during this difficult time. I also noticed... Um, real quick. Go ahead. Real, real quick, Bob, I know we didn't want to linger on it, but Adam Pierce had a wonderful story about him. I don't know if you read it or not from Adam's Facebook page, but basically Adam had a tryout at WCW in 99, and um, he was his partner. He was his sparring mm-hmm. partner. He said, look, you know, I've got, a, I've got a bad shoulder, and I really need surgery, but I really need to try out. And the guy just looked at him and just, you know, shook his head and um, basically made Adam look good. Okay. Did not reveal I, I did his not. shoulder was bad. I did not. And see I that. actually, I, yeah, it was it was a great little piece. Yahoo okay. picked it up. Um, yeah, it, it was a great little piece, and it just showed you what kind of guy he was. You know, very cool. He could have cool. totally you know, done that, but yeah, just wanted to put that out there. No, I, you know, and uh, to be honest with you, I wasn't wasn't a huge Sean O'Hare fan. Uh, I remember him, uh, but everything that I have seen. People seemingly had nothing but pleasant things to say about uh, Mr. O'Hare. So, again, our our thoughts and condolences go out to his family. I did notice that um, this week on, uh, I believe it was on Twitter, that uh, there uh, there has been another round of uh, tryouts uh, for NXT because Rich Swan 
tweeted that he mm-hmm. had been at the Performance Center and had an amazing week there with coaches. Now, I don't know who else was there. A lot of times we don't find this out until after the fact, but I can tell you that, you know, obviously Mr. Swan was there because he told everybody he was there. So it would be very interesting to see who this next round of candidates is that may be, you know, gravitating towards the E. So the um, um yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see who I have and I have a couple people who might be getting a tryout, but I don't wanna say anything and I don't wanna, you know Yeah, I'll just say that, yeah. Yes, we don't we don't want you to become the uh the uh, mistress of misinformation. <laughs> The uh, the buzz this weekend, of course, was Michael Elgin losing the Ring of Honor title after only holding the belt for a little over two months. After all the build-up and the hype with the Adam Cole storyline, uh, it's been reported that his work visa has expired. Uh, my personal feeling is, is that not only is that true, uh, but he was just not as over with either the fans or the management as much as folks thought he would be. Um, there was speculation that his loss to Trevor Lee at PWG made him look weak as the ROH champion. Here's my yep. thought. My thought is is that Ring of Honor wasn't behind him fully from the start. Uh, he wasn't main eventing some of the last shows as champ. If your promotion's focus isn't on the champion and the championship, that speaks of volumes on its own. So what I would pose this, I would pose this to our listeners I am not so much sure that Michael Elgin failed Ring of Honor. I'm wondering if Ring of, Ring of Honor failed Michael Elgin. Um, I, I think you're exactly right. The I think only you're thing, exactly right. The only thing I would predicate this with, and I've seen this before, and I know you have too, Laura, and this just baffles me. Everyone knows that, that Michael is a Canadian resident and you know, has a work visa to come in and out of the country. How is it? that a document or that particular, uh, that visa being your life's blood, being that important, how do you let it go all the way down to the point that it's ready to expire or has expired and have to file an extension and get clogged up in paperwork, so on and so forth, when you know that 90%, 95% of Ring of, Sh- Ring of Honor shows are held in the United States, how do you let something that critical get to that point. Uh, maybe only it's Michael like Elgin knows. Yeah. Maybe only Michael Elgin knows that. So yeah, I'm going to throw I, that I, out I, with I a question so. mark around it. Why is it that you would let something that important get down to the wire? You folks can tweet us on that. You can tweet us what you think. But that's my thoughts on, on Michael Elgin and Ring of Honor. What do you think, Laura? You know, um, I I think you're right. I think Ring of Honor failed him. I, I I do believe, with my heart of hearts, that they got pissed at him because he uh, lost to Trevor Lee uh, mm-hmm. at PWG. And you know, PWG it seems like to me is trying to get away from the Ring of Honor guys. But of course, you know. There, there's all kinds of Ring of Honor guys in PWG, but I'm not sure why you would have the Ring of Honor champion lose to Trevor Lee. I, I have nothing against Trevor Lee, but, you know, this is kind of a shocker. 
um, I can see him losing to Cedric, you know, or something like mm-hmm. that. But Trevor Lee, that was that was a shocker, and mm-hmm. it, I, I compare it to the CM Punk title reign. You know, mm-hmm. there were many pay-per-views that Punk was the champion and was not the main event. Right. So what does that say? You know, not behind him. He could have been great. Uh, he deserved it. He'd been there forever. He put his time in. I, I, I have nothing against Jay Briscoe. I love the Briscoes. And Jay had his title reign cut short for other mm-hmm. reasons. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think Michael Elgin got the raw end of the deal, just my opinion. Time will tell. Time will tell. Mm-hmm. Um, a post from uh, former show guest Jesse Bell uh, saying that she was taking bookings of final shows through October. I saw that this past weekend, and, and folks, I was very troubled by this. Uh, I contacted her to receive uh, and asked her for a comment. I did not receive a comment from her. Uh, I did contact her tag team partner in the SNS Express, Sassy Steffi, former show guest as well, and said, and I quote, their futures were up to her. She is going through a lot, end of quote. Jesse Bell, if you happen to hear this podcast, I don't know what it is that you may be going through or may not be going through, but I would say this to you. Wrestling needs more people like you. Amen. Please. Please do not do not leave. If it, if it's at all possible, please do not leave wrestling. Wrestling needs you. That's all I have to say about that. So certainly want to wish her the best, whatever's going on. Certainly do. I enjoyed her interview so incredibly much that I'd love to have her back. You know, someday. Um, and yes, I mean she's tough as nails, and we definitely need. Uh, you know, women like that. Uh, oh, don't even get me started. We just need women like her. We need. Her. I understand. I understand. What do you know about? Uh, we, go ahead. Willie Mac. Uh, Willie Mac is going to be going to the E himself. He had he wrestled one of his last matches uh, in on the indie scene uh, this past weekend against Joey uh, Ryan, and we, mm-hmm. you know. I would love to have had Willie on the show. His uh, podcast with Colt Cabana uh, is one of the best ones that Colt's ever done, in my opinion. Uh, and I just wish him all the best. He's a great wrestler. He can go. He's a big man. He can move like he's not. Um, mm-hmm. I really hope all these great people that are heading down to developmental, that they're going to be taken care of, that they're going to be utilized in the proper manner and like you said you know only time's going to only time will tell hold, hold on one second Laura. There, there's somebody calling i want to see who this is real quick because sure. we've got a stack show tonight mm-hmm. 863 you're on with live from the armory bunkhouse bob lovely Laura. it's your good friend george george i thought hey, that george. was you how are you sir yeah, i'm doing all right I, I just was calling in and you guys have zoomed past it a bit but just wanted to touch on the uh, the Michael Elgin situation a bit. You had Absolutely. mentioned that he wasn't he wasn't uh, being put on in the main event. That's kind of par for course for Ring of Honor. They've yeah. had um, and if you think about it in their in their history, some of their most successful title holders like uh, Brian Danielson, Samoa Joe, Nigel McGuinness, 
have defended the belt halfway through the card, and they've put other matches on the, the top of the card. Uh, mm-hmm. Most notably, they've they've had times where they've promoted the tag titles as being the big title in their company. Which is what happened this this past show. Am I correct, George? They had the, be- the best two out of yeah. three falls uh, was the main event for that show. Am I correct in that? Yeah, it was the uh, the young wasn't it the young bucks and uh, red dragon and red dragon correct. But uh, yeah, I, I think they did that for for twofold reason. I think they didn't want to have a Canadian losing in Canada to end the mm-hmm. show and leave with a riot. Mm-hmm. But just I just I had to chime in a bit on the situation. No, That's and, why and we I got you, George. Yeah, exactly, and 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 I get it, George. I I understand. I just think that. You know, I I think it's a weak angle to say that, you know, uh, because Michael had mentioned something about professional baseball in an interview, you know, and then, you know, the PWG thing. I don't know. It could be a culmination of events. I don't know if it was necessarily one event. But my gut feeling, my gut feeling, I just did not feel the momentum. I just did not feel that he was the champ. Do you know what I mean? How you get that feeling that when somebody's carrying the belt that they are the man, I just did not get that feeling from him. I, I believe you're right, and you know what I think I think did it in is and Ring of Honor is notorious for doing this too. They they waited too long to pull the trigger on Michael El- Elgin and his uh-huh. uh, his rise. There's only so long you could chase a championship before the fans give up on you. They did the same thing with Tyler Black. Tyler Black won the championship a year and a half too late. He at his hottest peak, they wouldn't even give him a title shot. Same with Michael Elkin. He, I believe, and and I know you're an Adam Cole fan. I think Adam, I think the world of Adam Cole. He's a great talent. Mm-hmm. I believe that that Elgin should have won when Cole won at the tournament. You know, Cole could have, yeah, he should have won the tournament, and Cole could have won it from him. Yeah, about this time, which would have made, I think that would have made more sense because at the time. Michael um, Adam Cole had some buzz going in, but not as much as Michael Elgin. Michael Elgin is what was Elgin. off the series with with Davey Richards and all of that. Yeah, I would agree behind him. And then I'd agree with you one hundred percent, George. I, I, I would not. Yeah. I, I would not have a problem with that. That that sounds to me like it would have been more than fair, given given the circumstances and the way that everything was set up. And I, I just think it's a little. A little bit of short-sightedness on the Ring of Honor booking committee, mm-hmm. which I believe is just one guy. But mm. you know, sometimes it just doesn't go the way way it's planned. And we've all heard the rumblings, the baseball thing, the not drawing. Yeah, yeah that's the, just a bunch I of think, hogwash. I think the thing that resonates the most is the Trevor Lee thing. Now that that makes mm-hmm. the most sense as something they would be mad at because everybody or a lot of people that watch Ring of Honor watch PWG. That's right. So how are they going to lose, right. lose in PWG mm-hmm. in what amounts to an insignificant match being the world heavyweight champion of Ring of Honor? He should have been smarter with his bookings there and said, hey, I'll lose by DQ, I'll lose by count out. Right. I'll lose but by not, Schmaz, I'll take a draw. Right, but not not to lose clean. Yeah. Right, I understand. And nothing against Trevor Lee. I don't. I I think Trevor Lee's a good talent. He's Absolutely. A, he's a 
he's on the rise, and it helps him to beat a guy like Elgin, and I don't think overall it hurts Elgin. But it hurts your championship if your champion's losing in, what was it, the second round of tournament? Yep. Yeah, because I was I was surprised, but I wasn't surprised that Adam Cole lost in the first round, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And that's, so. that, I believe they were. And that was just PWE trying to, or PWG, doing a shock factor. You know, no one expects Elgin and Cole to go out early. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, well, George, Elgin and George go out, right. anything could happen. Right. All right, George, we're going to, we got to move on. We've got all kinds of stuff happening. I know that you're going to listen. I thank you for your support. Right. I always thank you for your Ring of Honor input because you are the Ring of Honor man. You the man, George. <laughs> Thanks, George. Y'all have a, y'all have a great show, and I will be listening. All right, sir. Thanks, George. Bye, guys. If you're not familiar with George Coles, you can check him out at Heel Heat. Runs an excellent YouTube show. Covers a lot of different uh, promotions. Covers Ring of Honor. Covers WWE, TNA. Covers a little bit of stuff. And George is my go-to guy on on Ring of Honor events. So whenever he agrees with me, I feel vindicated. So, <laughs> Laura, you were talking about Willie Mack and uh, some of his, his last appearance uh, with Joey Ryan. Um, everybody knows that, that Willie's headed to uh, WWE Developmental. Um, certainly wish him the, the best of luck. Um, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a quick break, and I'm going to get somebody on the phone. And why don't you go on and run down the other uh, couple of things real quick, Okay. Sure. We we here at the show, Bob included, would like to congratulate Zane Riley and Caleb Conley on getting their Kickstarter to $1,600, which means, then I haven't checked the totals and, and whatnot, which means that we're going to see them in a bumblebee in a butterfly costume, and they're going to do at least a musical number, which I think they ought to do the musical number in the bumblebee and butterfly costumes. Just my opinion, but we'd like to congratulate them on reaching 1600 for their Kickstarter program for Zane and Caleb put over the movie. Um, and while Bob is getting that person on the phone, I get to talk about Matt Schmatt Hardy. Schmatt Hardy, or as you guys call him, Matt Hardy, he's going to be returning to Ring of Honor. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. What Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus. kill the fattened calf, bring forth the best robe, and get the finest gold ring that we can find, because the prodigal son has returned. Matt Hardy, yes. Yeah, that was me throwing up my mouth. Yeah, gross. Matt Hardy. He's here to save us all. Thank God. Thank God for Matt yeah. Hardy. Thank I think God. I'll jump overboard. Well, all right. Do you want to give me the uh, milestone results before we bring Big Country on the air? Because I know he wants uh, to hear those, too. Well, I just um, wanted to just uh, – Terry Houston sent me two pictures of skewers in the top of his head. Uh, poor man. Yeah, so Milestone, I know they tore up backstage, or not backstage, but, you know, the the where they come out, you know, tore Jason and Tino had a, had a nice little setup there. They tore up the front of the there, house. They did. They tore that up, and I, I, Milestone is on a roll, I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. 
Yep, I, I, I saw those better. pictures that I saw those pictures that you were talking about, and uh, good God, I, I, I'm concerned about Terry Houston. I'm concerned. Well, well, you know, you know how he is. <laughs> I know how he is. That's that's why I said I'm concerned. Man has no no care or regard for his own personal well-being, let alone the well-being of his opponent. So, you know, that's just the way that it is. That's right. All right. Folks, uh, as promised, as guaranteed, as booked, as billed, what's playing out, uh, flashing out on the uh, sign out in front of the studio, we have Big Country, also known as Robert Ordway, but we know him as Big Country, we're going to bring him on the air right now. Big Country, are you there? Yes, sir. How are you doing this evening, sir? I'm doing pretty good. I just want to good. start off saying uh, thank you for having me on here. Uh, I actually was talking with Josie Morgan, and I asked her, I said, hey, I said, how do you get booked on Live at the Armory? And she said, give me a second. And I guess she uh, contacted Laura, and she said, all right. <laughs> she said, uh you're booked for the tenth. I was like, yes. Quick, quick and painless. <laughs> quick and painless. That's how we do things around here. We're not, we're not hard to get yeah, a hold of. Not at all. <laughs> Big country. We want to, we want to thank you for uh, taking time to be with us, folks. Our studio number is two one three eight one six one six zero five. Want to uh, thank you and uh, for taking time out of your schedule. And of course, on the other end of the line, you can hear her giggling and giving me all kinds of grief, is Laura. Laura, you want to say hello to Big Country? Hey, Big Country, what's happening? Hey, Laura. Uh, have you been sipping too much of the Conley Aid again? Oh, Christ <laughs> almighty. <laughs> we are not going to – this is not a way to start off an interview. This is uh, not, don't this worry, is Bob. I'm, I'm with you. I'm Conley Aid free, you know. Thank God. There's another thank God. It's like being at church, folks. A lot of thanking going on tonight. <laughs> big country, I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with the obvious. You're a big dude. Um but surprisingly, you're pretty quick on your feet. Do you think that your opponents are caught off guard by that fact? Well, actually, uh the best part of working somebody is in the back when somebody when the promoter goes up to the the guy who I'm working and says, uh, you're working him. And just the, the look of expression on the guy's <laughs> face, it's, just, it's priceless. Uh, anybody that's ever been in the ring with me knows that, uh, you know, I'm not a hard person to work. You know, if you mm-hmm. know what you're doing and, and mesh well with me, then we're going to have a, a awesome match. If, you, uh, if you're scared and intimidated, then uh, yeah, we're probably not. <laughs> Very good. Um we know that you we, we know that you've worked for uh SWA and APW. Can you tell our listeners uh what other promotions that you've worked for? Uh yes sir. Well uh, originally my home promotion, the one I got started with, the one I got trained at was uh Action Packed Wrestling in Chester, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh I've wrestled for them my whole seven years that I've been doing this so far. Uh okay. I've wrestled for Pure Pro Wrestling, uh, based out of uh, Palin, South Carolina. Uh, old School Championship Wrestling over in Hanan. Uh, let's see, uh, uh, New Millennium Championship Wrestling in Kings Mountain. 
Mm-hmm. I wrestled for, uh, I don't know if you guys remember them. They were a tag team known as Master Tsunami. It was uh, Macedon and Techi Mikuchi. They uh, ran a promotion in Georgia, uh, the National All-Star Wrestling Alliance. I hmm. was wrestling for them before, uh, before they folded. Uh, and I, uh, ROD Wrestling out of Hickory, South Carolina. Uh, and I've wrestled for other various indie promotions, sometimes once which was all that was needed, and maybe a few <laughs> on and off. <laughs> <laughs> right. Once once as needed based upon uh, your experience with them? Well, when you walk in the locker room and you look like the best person that's in the locker room and being a man of my size, that's pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's just some promotions that you could tell. The guy just, you know, it was tax time. He was able to buy a ring and... Uh, through yeah. something together, thinking he was going to make some quick money. Okay. Now, I watched some tape on you uh, against Kid Riot, um, Honest Doug Hawkins, and uh, Rob Killjoy. And the thing, that caught, the thing that caught me was is that you always seem to have the crowd in your corner. Uh, what, are, what are big country fans like? Who, who are big country fans? I'll tell you, Bob, it is uh, it is difficult because no matter if I'm trying to piss them off or if I'm trying to, you know, make them cheer, right. they seem to like me. Uh, That's what I was getting at. It, heel or face, it, it doesn't seem to matter. It seems like they're always behind you no matter what you're doing. Well, a lot of my fans, I think, respect the, the old school ways. You know, people, don't, people, you know, everybody's obsessed with this sports entertainment type body that you have to have in wrestling nowadays, I think a lot of people forget that back in the day when you had your Harley races, your Vaders, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, guys like that, we were the guys that people paid to see. We were the ones that were in the main event and they had some young, you know, well-built baby face trying to, you know, beat us down. I think a lot of people respect the fact that uh, I have a lot of respect for what I do. Yeah, mm-hmm. I may not be in the best of shape. I may not look like what everybody thinks a wrestler should look like, but I have respect for my business. I have respect every time I step through those ropes, and I do everything I can, literally put my body and my life on the line to make sure that when those people leave that, that arena or that armory or wherever they leave at, that they felt they got their money's worth out of me for what they paid for that ticket. Very cool. Before we get to get, before we get to Laura's questions, because I know she's got she's got a few of them, uh, we've got uh, a caller calling in. I want to want to grab this real quick. Hold on a second. Two oh four, you're on with live from the Armory Wrestling Show with uh, Big Country. Oh, hey, I'm a Big Country fan, and I don't know if you guys recognize this voice, but I'll give you guys one guess. Who do you think this is calling in? I think it might be Jesus Christ. Either that, or it's uh, Jordan Garber. Oh, of course, of course. Twitter.com backslash Jordan J. Garber on Twitter. Um, no more, first no off, more free plugs, And um, I, I love listening to the show. Big fan of this stuff. And um, one country, um, oh, sorry, one question for big country is, and I ask a lot of wrestlers this question with my own interviews, um, but what is your favorite part about independent wrestling? I think my favorite part about independent wrestling is the hunger that still resides in the locker rooms, you know? you got people of all shapes, sizes, genre of talent, different backgrounds of training 
that go out there and entertain fans in their own special way. You know, when you have, there's nothing better than to walk in a locker room that has no egos. Everybody treats each other the same. And let me tell you, those are some of the funnest shows I have ever wrestled on because, you know, you walk in a locker room where there's, you've got your cliques, you've got your guys over here that think they're nothing but main eventers, and then you've got the mid-carters and the, you know, the curtain jerkers, the green guys that are just starting out. And that's where you see a lot of tension in the shows. But like I said, when you walk in a locker room and everybody treats everybody the same, you know, everybody's on the even playing field, that's when you see out in that ring that everybody enjoys themselves. Everybody's out there to have a good time, to, to you know, put over the crowd, put over the show, and right. put over the matches instead of just themselves, you know. I think that's the best thing is when you have when you have nights like those where everything flows well, and you know you walk through that curtain and you know it, the place just erupts. Very cool, Jordan. I was just joking around with you. I knew that was you the whole time. I didn't think it was Jesus Christ. Thank you very much, Jordan, for the phone call. We've got we've got one other phone call I want to take before we get to Laura. Hold on here. Hi, you're on with live from the Armory Wrestling Show with Big Country. Hi, um, I, it's Ryan um, from FNX. I thought I'd hey. give you a call and support your show. <laughs> hey, Ryan, how you doing hey, tonight? Hey, Ryan. Or this morning, I doing? should say. Good. Yeah, it's about 9.30 over here, so I thought um, I had the opportunity to call in and support you guys, so I thought I'd call in and say hi. I'm supposed to be at work, but who cares? You know, This is more important and probably more fun. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> did you have, did you have a question, Ryan, that you wanted to ask Big Country, or are you just hanging out, or what we what is what, uh, I'm just what hanging out, do? listening to the show. I've I've only just really caught it. I um I, I was at work um <laughs> until my managers decided to step out, so I've decided to call in when I could and just support you guys. And I'm a regular listener now, so um yeah, just putting um, my support in, I guess, for, for the website. And, um, and you guys do such a fantastic <laughs> job. Like, um, <laughs> well, we certainly, we certainly appreciate it. And, uh, you know, we talked about it at the beginning of the program. Uh, for all of, our, all of our wrestling friends, all of our wrestling family that are overseas in Australia, uh, the U.K., the E.U., Japan, uh, you can find our stream at www.fnxnetwork.com. Ryan, I appreciate you calling in tonight or this morning. You need to get back to work. <laughs> uh, I'll be listening in anyway. Uh, I think. All right, will. sir. <laughs> All right, Ryan. Thank you so much. No worries. Have a good one. All right. Very nice to hear from our Australian fans. Laura, go ahead. Yes, um, you know, Big Country, um, I was at that first Grindhouse show, and I watched you chop Eric Salzer almost into oblivion, (laughs) and (laughs) as a matter of fact, I have that on video, Um, and, you you know, yes, I will, (laughs) it's great, um, you know, those are some serious chops to me. But you said that you weren't hitting him that hard, so that wasn't like full power. Uh, no, ma'am. Uh, when I first got started, I had 
a fan asked me to do that, and I put my, all my weight into it, and I ended up actually uh, cracking his sternum. So from now on, if, if anybody ever asks me to do that again, I usually do either about 50% or less. You know, I don't want to, you know, stop somebody's heart or end up breaking something. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, because his chest was like, Oh, it was so red, and I thought, God. I mean, who volunteers for that mess anyway? You know? I mean, really. Uh, it, actually, uh, I, I was a bouncer for a while while I was wrestling, and drunk fans uh, well, drunk people would find out that I was wrestling. And believe it or not, I think oh, at least 12 times in one night I actually was asked to do that. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, wow. Good lord! That—that's hey. a good time at yeah, the club. Let's get let's get bombed and go ask the bouncer, who's also a pro wrestler. Hey, is that shit really fake? Why don't you give me a couple of them chops, big boy? Yeah. Well, actually, it's the ones that talk. The ones that talk the most smack are usually the ones that woke up with the sorest chest. You know. <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah. I actually a no. uh, funny story about that. It's- uh, there was a guy that was obnoxious all night uh, the whole time I was working, and he kept bugging me, kept bugging me, kept bugging me. Uh, and I was like, look, man, you know, come back in about 10 minutes, and if, you know, I'm not busy, we'll see about it. Well, he came up, and he gave me a shove, and he said, uh, I want you to hit me with one of them fake-ass wrestling chops. And I said, you know what, fine. I said, put your shirt up over your head. I said, spread your legs so you don't fall down. I said, prepare for it. Well, he put his shirt up over his head, and he spread his legs. But instead of chopping them, I just kicked him right in the nuts. How's <laughs> <laughs> oh, that for fake? <laughs> there you go. Now, let me tell you, that kick to the nuts was far from fake. <laughs> Woo! That hurt me. Shoot. Well, my, my goal was to actually. My my goal was to make him sterile so that he could never actually reproduce any offspring that were about as annoying as he was. I, I think you did the world a service. I really do. Seriously. But, uh, please, please. Yeah. Uh Eric that's not the that's not the first time I've chopped Eric. Uh we were in a Ring of Honor show together, uh, in Charlotte and he asked me to do the same thing. And uh but he, I actually probably chopped him harder at uh, at the Grindhouse show this last time. It was it was rough. It was rough. <laughs> well, um, actually, uh, I think the girl that chopped him after me was uh, was uh what was her name? Uh, yes, it was Rachel. Yeah, Rachel, <laughs> Rachel. Yes, I think you know I kind of softened his chest up, and she basically just tore it up. <laughs> Yes. It was, I don't think he expected her to hit him that hard because he was like, damn. It was just, Bobby, you got to come to one of these grindhouse shows. I'm telling you. They're, they're I'm going so to have much to, fun. I'm going to have to make my way there, that is for sure. Yes, oh, they just keep so getting better fun. and better. Yes, they, they do. Um, <laughs> we talked a little bit about uh, a minute ago uh, where you got your start. But I'd like to know who who trained you. Well, uh, you know, 
my friend was actually doing uh, ring announcing for APW in Chester, and uh, I had tried to shop around to a bunch of wrestling schools, and uh, unfortunately, when I was a 18 year old kid, and uh, you know I was just out of out of high school and working a job that wasn't paying that much, I couldn't afford the prices they were asking. But he told me about uh, Action Pack Wrestling down in Chester, and he said, uh, come down here and check out the show. He said, uh, talk to the owner at the time was Doug Hawkins. He said, uh, come down here and talk to him. And uh, he's usually pretty good about working with people and letting them train. And uh, little do people know, Action Pack Wrestling uh, was where uh, Phil Shatter, which is now TNA's gunner, uh, got a lot of his uh, a lot of his ring time in. He uh, he was the Universal Soldier, Phil Shatter at that time. But uh, him, Team Ego, Zach Salvation, you know, guys like those were the guys that I started watching when I first uh, experienced independent wrestling. But uh, I went to the show, and uh, the main event that night was Jay Lethal versus uh, a guy who wrestled for us named the Golden Boy Frank Nash. And let me tell you, Jay Lethal was one of the most humblest guys that I ever met, especially when he, it was just when he started doing the, uh, the black machismo gimmick. Mm-hmm. And uh, I waited around after the show, and I talked to the owner, and he said, uh, well, we start training on Wednesday, so come down there and uh, we'll talk. He said, I'll get you in the ring, you know, have them fill you out. And if we think that, uh, you know, it will be worth our time to train you, you know, we'll, we'll do what we can do. And uh, so I showed up that Wednesday. I actually brought a friend with me who uh, was a, a real big big fan of wrestling. And uh, we both got in the ring, and they said, all right, we're going to show you how to bump real quick, and then we want you to do it. We want you to keep doing it until we tell you to stop. Well, I picked up on the bumping pretty quick. Him, I think he took two and then quit. <laughs> but... uh I trained for probably about a total of five hours that night. Uh, the first two and a half was bumping, mm. you know, all the different types of bumps. And uh, they liked it. And then it was funny because the guy said, uh, well, let's let's do clotheslines. Do you know how to clothesline? I said, yeah, I do. And he said, okay. He said, I want you to shoot me off the ropes and give me a clothesline. So, well, <laughs> at that time I didn't know how to pull my clothesline. So, uh I shot him off the ropes, and when I clotheslined him, I thought I killed him. His name was uh, Chad Wilson. And uh, he was laying on the ground, and he was trying to breathe, trying to breathe. And, uh, you know, we went over to him and said, are you all right? He said, well, <laughs> he knows how to clothesline. <laughs> but, uh, no doubt about it. <laughs> we would train uh, on Wednesdays and then uh, Fridays and Saturdays because they used to run shows Fridays and Saturdays during the week. And, uh, so I would train, I would be able to get down there and train about uh, three times a week. And then, uh, I don't know if you guys know him, his name is uh, Mark Howard, but he's also known as Sweet Dreams. He was uh, very instrumental. Yeah, well, he was uh, played a very big part into uh, me trying to figure out who I was and uh, how to be a big guy. Because I was sitting there during training and taking arm drags and hip tosses and you know, learning the chain wrestling and everything. But I still didn't know how to be the big guy, you know. Right. And uh, he would purposely have me booked against him so that he could take me in there and show me 
how to be myself. And, uh, you know, uh, so I owe him, I owe Chad Wilson, Doug Hawkins, uh, Ray Hudson from New Millennium. A lot of those guys are the people who I owe where I'm at and what I've been doing. I owe them all that. Well, you know, I've been to Chester, South, uh, to APW. I was there last November. Mm-hmm. And I happened to see all the autographs and everything on the wall, and I did catch, there is a, a picture of Gunner there, and I was kind of surprised. I did not know that Gunner had gotten a lot of his start down there, and I believe you were in a tag team with someone, and I can't remember who it was. Shane Hexen, we were known as the Violent Offenders. Yes! That's it. That's it. Um, yeah, that was a a pretty wild night. You guys, uh, every Friday night, you know, you guys in the South Carolina area at Chester at 110 Helen Street in Chester, South Carolina, get down there. Get down there, and it's like, I think, eight bucks to get in, and we'll be thoroughly entertained. Every Friday at 8 (laughs) p.m. Exactly, you can't beat that. Um, you and Craig Huff, speaking of the tag teams, you and Craig Huffman have formed the Weapons of Mass Destruction, correct? Yes, ma'am. Actually, we have reformed. We uh, we became the Weapons of Mass Destruction when we both got booked in uh, XWW. We were the, uh, our first uh, showing as a tag team, we actually won the XWW Tag Team titles in a uh, gauntlet match that night. Oh, okay. I met Craig Huffman when he he wrestled Abyss down in York, South Carolina. And I I actually met him. He used to play in a few bands that played up at the Money where I bounced in South Carolina. And uh, I found out he was a wrestler. They started bringing him down to, to Chester, and naturally they said, I want you two to team up, and we collaborated and came up with the the nickname, the Weapons of Mass Destruction. Yeah, you two are very formidable. So, what I want to know is, what are your what are your plans other than just total domination? Oh, you talking about uh, Saturday when we face those pretty boys known as uh, Real Excellence? <laughs> <laughs> I hate I'm going to miss that. I really am. Well, we're all going to miss you Saturday night, Laura, believe me. Well, I do appreciate that. My plan is to uh, take out the tall one, Tutchell, because I still think my beard looks better than his. Oh. uh, (laughs) His is more of a crazy homeless, you know, all over the place type beard. Mine's a, oh boy. Mine's a man's beard. <laughs> oh, we're gonna have beard wars here. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. Battle of the beard. And then he's got he's got that little uh that little ab freak, uh, Tracer X. Uh actually my goal is to see how far I can throw him out of the ring. <laughs> oh, and there's no give to that floor at Tremont. <laughs> no, there isn't. <laughs> no, uh, really, I've I have a lot of respect for uh, Josh. I have a lot of respect for Tracer. Uh, we uh, 
I've actually worked against them in uh, the Rymer Cup that SWA holds every mm-hmm. year. And uh, we uh, we probably had one of the best tag matches I've had. We got the, the That Was Awesome chant and all that stuff. Uh, both of those guys respect wrestling a lot. Tracer, you know, all the time in the gym, he's straight edge, you know, keeps himself pure, and the kid will will fly with the best of them. Cutchell, you know, that guy stays in the gym, lives in the gym. Everybody sees from his, you know, his camera case style selfies that he always does. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, <laughs> but, uh, I think that I think that we're going to tear Tremont down because uh, all of us have respect for wrestling and we're going to throw it all out there. I'm sorry I, I dropped Cameron Kate's name during this interview. Yes. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. We like Cameron, and I know that, you know, the two of you had a little bit of a like, going back and forth on Facebook. Um, oh, well, I always <laughs> have something to say about Cameron. And he always has something to say about me. <laughs> That's what makes yeah. the world go round. Oh, well, you know, he's fun size and he always fits in the overhead compartment, so <laughs> you can take him anywhere. Oh, that is so Yeah, I know there, Bob. Yeah, I'm I'm getting I'm getting by. I'm getting by. <laughs> oh, oh, um I did want to mention that um uh Joshua just tweeted me back and said that uh, I tweeted out that you said your beard was better than his, and he says that's a lie, and he knows it. No, 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 no. See, you know, I was he was. I don't know. He's delusional. I think he's uh, he's hit the weights a little bit too hard. <laughs> he's in beard oh, denial. No. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that is hilarious. He has beard envy, it's cool. Beard envy and beard denial. I'm gonna tweet that out here in just a second. Um <laughs> Well, you know, we talked you mentioned XWW just a little bit ago and um what kind of vacuum does XWW closing uh leave on the North Carolina wrestling scene, in your opinion? Well, you know, uh, I owe a lot to Manny Mac, XWW, Johnny Smalls, Useless Jones, all them, uh, uh, Sephiroth, everybody that's with Stroh. You know, Manny allowed me to uh, to get my name out there a lot. He uh, He put me in the ring with a lot of awesome talent, you know, because of him, I got to work guys like the Barbarian, who, which in fact gave me my first ever concussion in wrestling. Uh, oh wow! Matt Hardy, yeah, he those big boots he throws, yeah, they uh, they can hurt you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but oh, uh, you know him, Bar- Barbarian, Matt Hardy, uh, Chris Hamrick. Uh, I got to work Stro, who's if anybody's ever met Stro, he's probably one of the most nicest, humblest guys you'll ever meet. Uh, you know, I, I also got to meet a lot of guys like Tommy Dreamer and Raven. I got to wrestle in the front of a lot of crazy people, venues, 
crowds. I got to meet a lot of guys that are, you know, may not be considered superstars to, to a lot of other people, but the guys got, you know, I don't I don't want anybody to ever stifle anybody's dream. And if somebody feels that they want to do this, you know, at least let them in there and give them a shot before you sit there and rip them down and tell them they can't do it or they shouldn't do it, you know. But uh, I think that... I think that if given the right opportunity, XWW could have gotten a lot bigger than what it was. I mean, it was it's a place where I called home for for over two years, and uh, you know I hate the fact that uh, that I'm not going to be able to represent that company anymore. I've spilled a lot of blood. I've you know <laughs> bled a lot myself for it, and uh, I just hate to see it go. You know, I do too. I've, I was only able to watch XWW at Inkfest this past year, and I highly yeah. enjoyed it. It was it was really really good. I I so hate that a good product like that is not going to be out there because I think that if you have a product like that out there, everybody else gets better too. You know, I think the more you have out there, the better wrestling itself becomes. Well, the bad part about it is wrestling in the Charlotte scene. So many, instead of trying to work together and just give everybody wrestling, a lot right. of companies, they hold, you know, it's like, oh, no, they're trying to steal our spot. Oh, no, they're trying to steal over here. You know what? Work together. Rub off each other and let everybody experience what we love to do, which is independent wrestling. You know? It's that's why I think a lot of the places that try aren't succeeding is because they're more worried about being better than the next company instead of just worrying about, you know, making their product the best that it can be. Uh, right. You know, I, I think trade on their if, own. Exactly. Because, I mean, you had ECW, you know, back in the day who wasn't trying to be better than WWE, wasn't trying to be better than WCW. They were trying to get their name out there and make themselves the best that they could be. And that's why they have such a cult following. And you walk into places, and when you see somebody do something crazy, you know, you get that ECW chant. You know, if you, you know, if you screw up a spot, you get the UF'd up chant, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I, <laughs> that, that goes back to, like I said, when you walk in the locker rooms and you don't have egos, you don't have cliques, you don't have uh, separate, you know, people thinking they're better than everybody. Those are when you get to see the best shows that are put on. When you have crowd, you know, locker rooms like that. You're you're exactly right, and I do want to just interject and say that um, Joshua says that his beard will win a contest hands down. This means war. I'll see you on the 13th. Yeah, well, Kushel's beard may look weights. But my lips hurts. <laughs> Tell them that. <laughs> I want to tweet that here and just. <laughs> I actually read that on one of those. Uh, it's a page called uh, Man's Beard or something like that. It was a meme that right. they put on there. It said, "No, you may be able to lift weights, but my beard lifts skirts." I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait to see what he's uh, <laughs> that is. Um, one last question. I know this has been a sore spot as of late with some wrestlers in South Carolina, so I would like to know what are your thoughts and opinions of the price increase for the wrestling license in South Carolina? Well, 
the fact that it increased is one thing. The fact that they increased it without letting anybody know or giving any fair warning, I think, was uh, was very underhanded. And, uh, I mean, you know, I, I don't understand the commission. Everybody says, oh, well, it's good because the higher prices will weed out the bad people. No offense. You can be a phenomenal talent and be broke. So, uh you know, yeah. those statements where, you know, oh, if you make it the price higher, then they'll weed out those guys that shouldn't be in the business and uh, they won't be able to afford a license. You know, but the license isn't bad because you can save up a few months and pay the $75 for a license. The thing I hate is that for promoters that you have to pay $150 a week for promoter's licenses, plus you have to do it like 15 days in advance. So basically... When you go to pay for a permit, you're going to have to buy two to make sure that you get them in time for the next show. That's what's going to cause them. That's what's going to cause them a lot more problems because nobody's going to be able to afford that running every week. Some people ain't going to be able to, you know, are going to have to go once a month. So all that money they were getting for all those other weeks, they're not going to have anymore because people aren't going to be able to afford it. So if they think they were going to do this. uh, uh, get out of the whole thing by raising the prices, I think it's actually going to be worse for them in the long run. And more, you know, more upfront costs are, is, is certainly going to affect the overall product. That, there, there's no denying that. Big country. Well, really it, would be, think... it would be different if, uh, just wondering, it would be different if the commission actually contributed something to the business. But right. all they seem to do is want to take, take, take. 5% off your gate. $150 a week for uh, for permits and then $75 for a wrestler, you know, that's that's ridiculous. Seems a little exorbitant. We certainly want to thank you, Big Country, for coming on the show this evening. Um, can you tell our listeners what upcoming dates that you have so that uh, fans that uh, can get out and see you? Uh, yes, sir. Tomorrow night, uh, well, I'm sorry, Friday night, I will be at uh, Action Pack Wrestling in Chester, South Carolina, 110 Helen Street, bell time, 8 p.m. Saturday, I'll be back at Tremont Music Hall for the third installment. Or is it third? Mm-hmm. Yeah, third yeah. installment of uh, Fireball's yeah. Grindhouse Wrestling, Track and Dixie. Uh, right. Next week, I'll be back in Chester on Friday. And then Saturday, I will be in Fairview, North Carolina, with SWA Wrestling. Uh, we're doing a tribute, I mean, a uh fundraiser show for the uh, Humane Society for Fairview County. Very, very cool. Very cool. If folks want to find you on social media, how do they do that, Big Country? I'll be, I have a Twitter, which I just recently activated, thanks to Laura. And uh, (laughs) it's, uh, (laughs) I haven't used that thing because it confused the crap out of me, but ever since I reactivated it, I've gotten like 150 followers, so appreciate that, Laura. There you go. But, uh, (laughs) It's uh, at Big Country 66. Uh, if you go on uh, Facebook, I have a fan page, which is The Real Big Country, or okay. Robert Big Country Ordway. Okay. And the last thing that we do is that we, we ask all of our guests to do this. If you could record a bump for us, if you could just say something like, this is Big Country, and you're listening to live from the Armory Wrestling Show, we would appreciate it, and you can go whenever you're ready. Yes, sir. This is Big Country, and you're listening to Live at the Armory Radio Show. Listen to it, or I'm going to kick you in the face. 
Very good. Big Country, awesome. thank you very much for, for being with us tonight. We certainly appreciate it. Thank you, Laura, Bob. I appreciate it. It was an honor to be on your show. Thank you so thank much, you, sir. Big Country. All right. And there he goes. There goes Big Country. Um, Laura, if you want to do me a favor, if you're done being giddy over all the beard jokes, if you want to go back and read off some indie events from, like, AAW, and I'm going to make a phone call, and we're going to see if, yeah, we, yeah, can't yeah, yeah. Get, see if we can't get Johnny Smalls and we'll play a little catch-up. Folks, I knew, looking over everything that we had tonight, that it was going to be an action-packed show. We had a lot of stuff coming up, so uh, Laura's going to read off some events, and I'm going to see if I can't get Mr. Smalls on the phone. Okie dokie. We are talking about AAW Wrestling Presents Defining Moment, Friday, September 12th at the Berwyn Eagles Club in Berwyn, Illinois. Bell time is 745, scheduled to appear, Ethan Page. Michael Elgin, Heidi Lovelace, ACH, The Hooligans, and many more. For more information, visit www.aawrestling.com. Vendetta Pro Wrestling presents September to Remember, Friday, September 12th from the Radisson in Santa Maria, California, with a 7.30 bell time featuring the 4th Annual Luna Vachon Memorial Lunacy Cup. Now that right there ought to be enough to make you want to go, folks. Uh, for more information, you can visit uh, VendettaProWrestling.com, Evolve 34 and 35, Saturday, September 13th, from the Queensboro Elks Lodge in Elmhurst, New York, with an 8 p.m. bell time scheduled to appear. Drew Galloway, the Bravados, the Premier Athlete brand, and I'm sure my BFF Caleb Conley is going to be in that. Johnny Gargano and many more. Sunday, September 14th, from the Brooklyn Lyceum, in Brooklyn, New York, with a 7 p.m. bell time, scheduled to appear. Ricochet, Biff Music, Roddy Strong, Drew Gulak, thanks, George, and others. Both events are going to be available on iPay-Per-View at www.wwnlive.com. I don't know whether I'm going to get these or not um, this time because I will be at PWX in Thomasville. Sure. Thomasville, in High Point. Gosh, I'm putting the cart before the horse. Um, where is it, Thomasville? I just totally worded myself out. I'll be at PWX Saturday. <laughs> and we'll talk about PWX here in a little bit. For further information uh, on these cards, you can visit www.dgusatv.com. Moving right along. CZW and a WSU double show, Down with the Sickness. Saturday, September 13th from the Flyer Skate Zone in Voorhees, New Jersey with WSU kicking it off at 4 p.m. Scheduled to appear for WSU. Lucisto, Allison Kay, Kimberly, and now TNA star Jessica Havoc. Scheduled to appear for CZW. Drew Gulak, Matt Tremont, the Greek god Papadon, and making his return to CZW, the Messiah. You can find all the information at www.czwrestling.com. Very good. And very, very good. Also, what, do you, what else you got? What do you got? What else you got? Uh, what else I got here? Yeah, I could talk about NWA Smoky Mountain. Talk about NWA Smoky Mountain. I was gonna say, but talk if we got Smoky Mountain. Um, huh? 
NWA Smoky Mountain is running two events on the same night in two different towns. Uh, Saturday, September 13th, the Evolution Sports Gym in Elizabethton, Tennessee, with an 8 p.m. bell time, scheduled to appear, Chase Owens, Skylar Cruz, Rob Knight, Gavin Darling, Chris Richards, and more. Then in Sneedville at the Old Hancock County High School with an 8 p.m. bell time, scheduled to appear, Jason the Gift Kincaid, Max Sigmund, Cody Blade, Daniel Mulligan, Nick Hammonds, and many more. Find out all this information that you need to know at www.nwasmokymountain.com. And again, that's Smoky without an E. Very, very good. Very good. Folks, it's time for our second guest of the evening. A lot of people want to know, how is it that you can do a two-hour show? We can do a two-hour show because we have two guests usually. And the second guest is here. Without further ado, as booked, because I know he knows something about booking, you know, as promised, as billed, card not subject to change because he's actually here. We want to bring on air Mr. Johnny Smalls. Johnny, how are you tonight? Pretty good. How about you guys? Doing good, doing good, doing good. How are you this evening? Oh, not too bad. You know, same old, same old. Yeah, yeah. Well, don't sound so excited to be on the show. I mean, you know. <laughs> Johnny, uh, don't let I just him. Uh, had a long day. <laughs> yeah, don't let him uh, mess with you. Well, I'm just, I'm just cool. Long my buddy. Cool. Okay, okay. And of course, obviously, on the other end of the line, Johnny is Laura. Laura, Johnny. <laughs> Hi, Laura. I know her very well. She's my friend. Yes. Yeah, Johnny's my buddy. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. We're going to uh, smack Bob next time no. that uh, we're going to get him to a grindhouse show. We're going to get him in the ring. Oh, oh Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a nice guy. Why, why, why is it that I have this reputation for being a prick or something now? I, I don't I don't understand it. I, I, don't start, Lord. I think you're a nice guy, Bob. Thank you, Johnny. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Johnny, I know I know you've had a long day, and I, I know that you have a busy schedule. I certainly want to thank you for taking the time to be with us tonight. It's a, it's actually a, a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, for our uh-huh. listeners, for our listeners who don't know, why don't you tell us what you do or have done in wrestling? Well, I, uh, for a while, I was talent relations and kind of booker promoter for Extreme World Wrestling in Charlotte. But we are taking a hiatus. We're not closed down, like some people think. We're just taking okay. a hiatus till next year. And then, you oh, know, now I'm helping out my good buddy Fireball with his grindhouse shows every once in a while. Okay. Now, going, going to that booking and talent, from a booking standpoint, what is it that you look for to match the correct talent together to get something going. Is it all luck of the draw, Johnny, or is it from sitting and watching guys and saying, you know what, he may work well with this guy, or, you know, he may not work well with this guy, but I'm going to try him anyway. What's the thought process behind that? Well, as far as how I did, like, you know, people that gave me suggestions, like their friends or somebody that heard that could wrestle good, I I always check out footage before I book anybody just to make sure they actually, you know, knew what they were doing, make sure they could work in a ring and, you know, weren't hurt any of my guys or any of my guests that I had in there. And, you know, a lot of it really was like word of mouth is people telling me, oh, you know, this guy's a good guy. He works well with people. You know, he 
he gets along great, he's got a good attitude. And then, you know, there were some people that were like, hey, you know, this guy's a good worker, but he's kind of got a bad attitude, you know, stay away from him, you know, but, mm-hmm. but you know, for the most part, a lot of it was just me actually going to different shows and talking to people and actually just finding matches online and contacting people that way and building relationships through that. Sitting around and watching tape. See, Laura makes fun of me for sitting around and watching tape. I watch more tape than Jim Ross. That's how I know I know what I'm talking Creepy. about. Exactly. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah I know. Mind. Creepy. Yeah. Uh, Johnny, something I mean, that I was told. To make sure say, say that again, Johnny. I didn't hear you. You got to put on the time to make sure you're getting you're getting what you need. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do your research. I agree 100. Um, percent Something that I was told early on is that every match is booked off of one simple premise the rematch, at least for talent that, that, is, uh, that is staying, not, not so much as guests coming in and out. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I wouldn't say every match could be booked for that. Most of, I guess, yeah, you would want them to be booked to have some kind of rematch or something, but I don't know, sometimes you just have your, your little random matches just because it's something the fans might want to see or an idea you might think would go over well. But, I mean, definitely, if you, you know, if your title's involved, you always want to have your, you know, try to set up for your rematch. You don't want a bunch of random matches as far as that's concerned. But, I don't know, we're always a little bit different with XWW. We kind of saw a lot of people, I think, didn't like it because we didn't run like everybody else did. We weren't the traditional show, you know. We always kept things interesting. Okay. Now, speaking of XWW, XWW is known for having extreme uh, hardcore style death matches and uh, crazy stipulation matches. Uh, did you ever worry that you were going to get boxed into a corner uh, with those style of matches like some like some promotions have? Um, no. The, honestly, the only really concern I had was when we ran our death match last November because, like, we've worked with, uh, with my good friend Necro Butcher a time or two, and, you know, he can kind of get out of hand at times. And, you know, Pondo always does good, but, you know, I had only seen footage, you know, of Masada and heard stories about him just, you know, doing crazy stuff in Japan, and I was worried he was going to come into Club Hush when we had that at the time and would you know, and break something or, like, really hurt somebody, but it actually came out ex- extremely well, and nobody, you know, got you know, too hurt, and but, I mean, we've, we've definitely had our fair share of incidents, you know, where things could have gone bad, but luckily they they didn't. Luckily for okay. us. Very good. Very good. Oops, sorry, I, I'm tweeting and trying to uh, do two things at once. I'm sorry, Johnny. Um, you had men- you'd mentioned that, you know, you do help uh, with uh, Fireball's Grindhouse shows. Uh, what's it like putting a show like that together? <laughs> it's fun. But it's it's also crazy because, you know, when you just got a bunch of wrestlers, it's one thing. But then, you know, firehouses, so you got to worry about if the bands are there on time. You know, you got to worry about if people are going to like the band, if the dancers are there on time and all that. So it's, I know, it's it's always fun. I've always had a good time pulling the fireball, but it's definitely a little bit more than just a typical, oh, you know, you're going to have six matches on the card, you're going to have five matches on the card or whatever. So it's, 
don't know. Fireball always keeps it interesting, though. Fireball, I think, is, uh, you know, he's a visionary, I think. He's seen that there's not there's not really a, there's a market for this, but nobody had really tapped into it until, you know, he, I, I think he'd had a dream about it and said, hey, you know, we need to do this. Um, yeah. But what's more diff, what's more difficult to deal with, bands or wrestlers? Wrestlers. <laughs> that was all day. The egos, the egos and drama of some of those guys is just un, unreal. I can't even tell you. Like, I love wrestling more Person. than most things in this world, but sometimes dealing with them egos and them dramas just made me want to say, screw it all and just walk away and never come back. Wow, that's that's like worse than women. Oh, so I will tell you that. So I'm not going to name any names. I'm going to start no fires, you know, no bridges, none of that. But there are definitely a lot of guys in this scene that are that are worse than a 15 year old girl. They complain more and just drama, just drama, drama, drama all the time. (laughs) And I, I stay away from that. I'm one of those that. I try to keep everybody happy when sides are mad at each other. I try to keep the peace in between, but people people like the drama. I don't get it. I think that's the truth. Um, tell me a tell me a necro butcher or a masada story. If you got a good one, I don't know you do. Yeah, well, you already heard the story about me necro and fireball drinking them ashes. <laughs> well, when uh, when I was, I will tell you this: when I was sitting backstage before our, our death match had even started, I was talking to Masada, just kind of giving him the rundown of the card, and you know, not really like his limitations, but kind of you know stuff he really couldn't do. You know, I didn't really want to turn anything up in the club. And one of the right. only things he really asked me was, you know, he just, you know, as long as he could cut people as deep as he wanted to and stab them whatever he wanted, he was okay. And he just he kept finding little random things in the back, asking me if it was okay if he hit that with somebody or broke it over their head and stuff like that. But Masada was a really cool dude, really laid back, more chill than you probably think he would be. Because I thought he was just going to be crazy, and but but then Necro Butcher's got his stories, and he is a lot smarter than more people probably know or give him credit for. He seems to be a very articulate. Guy, you know, d- despite the fact that he and Fireball had just beat the hell out of one another at the li- last yeah. Roundhouse show, um, but yeah, I, I got that too. That he just seemed, yeah, he. I, I think a lot of people when they see the death matches, they think the wrestlers are just like you know, kind of like Hulk Smash, you know, and that's all they're thinking about, or that's the the limit of their, you know, I guess the, in the depth of their intelligence, but it's not. Um, exactly. People don't I realize that these people actually have feelings and they're real people and and stuff like that. And that's what, like that's one thing Necro tells me he hates when people just assume he's just going to be some crazy idiot from West Virginia, you know, that ain't got no teeth. But he is probably one of the smartest people I've ever even met. Right, and just because you don't have teeth doesn't mean you're not smart. Exactly. Look at Bob. Ugh, I have all of my <laughs> teeth, Laura. Laura. Don't start. <laughs> I think I'm the only one on your side, Bob. 
Do what I put up with, Johnny, and I'm the bad guy. I'm the bad guy. Just remember that. Every Wednesday, huh? Yep. Every Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Blog Talk Radio. I'm the bad guy. Every day. Jesus. God. Um, tell me, uh, Johnny, who do you like on the indie scene right now? Who's like your, you know, who's the guy or girl that you know you that you just think is like spectacular? Hmm. Well, of course, I'm a real big Colt Cabana fan. Who isn't? But uh, exactly. I really like Grado. I really, I'm really a big fan of Grado. And I was kind of upset I didn't know that he was with TNA the other week around here. But nobody knew. As far as girls go, I really like I really like Hudson Envy. Oh, y'all had her on the show a couple weeks ago. Yes. Yes. I think she's doing great things right now. I think she's going to do something. She definitely has the talent to do it too. Just came off of a very successful tour in Mexico. A lot of pictures up on that, and fans went nuts over her in Mexico. Oh, yeah, she is very good at yeah. what she does. I, I totally, totally agree. Um, tell me how your involvement with XWW started. Because, you know, how, how did you... How'd you meet Manny or, you know, whatever? Um, well, uh, Manny and an old friend of mine were roommates at the time, and uh, I was coming over to the house one day to see my buddy, and he was, you know, he knew I really liked wrestling, and he, he told me one day, he said, hey, you know, Manny's got a, you know, Manny's got a wrestling ring, and, you know, he used to run a company around here, and I was like, I had no idea, so me and my buddy Seth just kind of ran down there and talked to Manny, and ever since then, we started running shows with him, and that was, you know, probably... June or July of 2011, and we started running shows with Manny that November at uh, Kate Skate Rink on Indian Trail, and we've been running with them ever since. And at, awesome. at first, yeah, you know, I was um, just, I, at first I was just kind of part of the ring crew. I didn't really do much, but the more you know, I got to know Manny. The more I was helping out, he kind of you know, he, you know, he had me start kind of you know helping him actually run the shows and kind of deal with the talent. Then it got to where I was pretty much running the talent all the time while he was taking care of the bigger stuff, you know, and actually booking the venues and all that. Awesome. I'm I'm really glad that you guys are going to start uh, back up doing things because, you know, I really, really enjoyed myself at the, uh, at the Ink Fest show, and you guys were so nice to me and Crystal. Um, we sat down, we watched uh, Death to the Queen, which was an, an absolutely awesome uh, show. Uh, just uh, I sat there most of the time like, oh, my God, I can't believe they're doing this. Um, but it was... Credit to Harry Heaton on that whole show, by the way. Whew, no kidding. Good Harry Lord. Harry Heaton, that is that that's was one hell of a man, I'll tell you that. Jeez. Yes, yes, he is. Yes, he is. No doubt about it. And I just enjoyed myself because I think I've heard other people say this too, but I kind of felt it too. It was more like family. I mean, yes, it's a wrestling company, but it felt like this was a big family. That's how we always kept it. We were never just strictly business. You know, we you know we we had little cookouts over at Manny's house. We had little get-togethers. It wasn't just everybody show up wrestle for a couple hours, get paid, and leave. You know, we, we tried to make, like, you know, an actual, you know, I guess brotherhood out of it, you could say. And it worked for a while, but then it just, you know, 
slowly but surely, like just one thing after another and drama here and drama there, it kind of, honestly, it kind of burnt me and Manny out on it. That's kind of why we're taking a break. I mean, Manny's working, you know, on his, his you know, video company because that's, you know, his, you know, his nine-to-five job. But, you know, we, we kind of, we had to take a break for a little bit because, I mean, Inkfest was great and we had a lot of fun, but it was just, there's just too much nonsense going on for us at the moment. Had to take a step back, but rest assured, we will be back next year. That is awesome, awesome news because I would love to come down and see you guys at the skating rink or, you know, oh, yes. wherever, wherever you want to. Wherever we run, you will be my guest every show we have. You or Bob, so if I've... he makes it in town and wants to come, any show. Thank, well, thank you, you very so much, much, Johnny. So Appreciate that. We certainly do. Um, I'm, I know our listeners may be surprised to hear that Reed Flair worked with XWW for a time. Yes, what for, for are a your good memories of Reed? Uh, he was he was always he was always happy. He just always seemed to be smiling, having a good time. You know, at the time, you know, we we. Uh, we had Eric Adams, and Eric Adams had us a little training spot. You know, we'd all get together at the training spot, and I was I wasn't training. I was just kind of there supporting my guys. But you know, Reed would just always be laughing, cracking jokes, making sure everybody was you know taking the moves right, making sure everybody was learning stuff good. You know, he'd come to the house, and we would just it was, it was always good times with Reed. And then he went to Japan, and was doing so good, and was excited to. He was actually excited to come back and wrestle for us again that that Thursday before unfortunately passed, he was going to, uh, he was going to come to our show because I know him and his dad were about to go do that big show up north and all that. And I don't know, it was just, it was always good times with Reed, always happy times, lots of laughs, lots of fun. He's definitely missed by everybody in XWW for sure. There was, there was no inkling of trouble, Johnny, with Reed that you saw. No, as far as, as far as I mean, as far as I knew, like, he seemed to be doing really good. Like, I knew he had he had had his problems for a while, but you know, he told me he was doing real good. He was go getting in the gym more and actually training, really trying to get, really trying to get serious with the wrestling, especially after the whole Japan thing came through. And you know, him and him and Eric Adams actually got really really close through all mm-hmm. that. And uh, yeah, like I, as far you know, as far as I knew, everything was everything was good to go. And then you know, unfortunately, he ended up passing away. Right, and it was just, it was just, it was so unreal even here. Like I just, I didn't want to believe it for for the longest time. I didn't want to believe it, you know. Just, it was just so surreal. Tough loss on the wrestling community, that's for sure. Um, yeah, most definitely. Johnny, going back to XWW or, or any promotion, really, what's it like behind closed doors in the locker room? When you know things aren't working for whatever reason, what what what's that like? Oh, stressful. Very, especially especially when you know most everybody's on the same page, but you got a couple people who are not necessarily trying to do their own thing, but are kind of like in their own little mind state and. You know, we never like people to play favorites, you know, and, like, that's kind of how some locker rooms are. Like, I'll go to shows, and it seems like, you know, each locker room has their, like, little, like, sections, like, little groups of people, you know, that, that hang up. And it's like, we never wanted we never wanted any of that. We never wanted to make people feel like that either. And when it started getting that way in XBW, it, like, 
it took the fun out of it. Like it, like I used to, I couldn't wait for show day, you know. And then it got to the point it was like, great, another show day. Can't wait for the show to be over. And it, it hated. I hated feeling like that because I love wrestling so much and I love XWW so much and all my wrestlers. But it just, it hated. I hated when it got to that point and it was just, you know. The fun sad. was gone. But yeah, that's that's kind of what happened. We just kind of got burnt out after a while. Like we kept trying. I mean, and I'm you know. We've we've had our fair share of, you know, outbursts where we made people mad, they made us mad, but for the most part we tried to you know, we didn't try to step anybody's toes, we tried to keep everybody happy and you know even when people were doing us dirty, ain't naming any names, but we right. always try to stand everybody's good side. But everybody just kinda of looked down on us. Like you know, we didn't follow the whole guidelines, we didn't, you know, use the same people everybody else did and all that, so uh, but I'm hoping all that's gonna change once we you know, change things around at XWW because we're we're done with all the nonsense. But speaking of uh, of not, nonsense, we're not and, trying to be better than anybody, right? So, Go ahead. So, but you know, we've never tried to be better than anybody. We know we're. I mean, we ain't got no money to be no TNA, no CZW, no ROH, no nothing like that. So we don't try. We just we do it for the fun and the love of it. We want to put on you know shows that other people are going to enjoy. It's, it's it's good. It's a good feeling making people happy, like making people, you know, sit up there and just have enjoyment, you know, seeing kids smiling. It's a, it's a good feeling. It really is. Well, speaking of, 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 of like the nonsense and the, and the unhappiness, how difficult is it when you have a vision or a creative idea to get wrestlers to not doubt you or get on board with that idea? <sighs> I mean, no, no, no. It's it's just wrestling's a tough world. To, it's not necessarily a tough world to get into, but it's tough to try to keep everybody happy. Because you can you can sit there and promise people the world all day, but if you don't have anybody trying to help you, there's nothing you can really do about it. Right. Fair enough. And. Uh, well, I don't even know. <laughs> okay, what's the what's the best and the worst match that you've ever booked? Hmm, the best match. And honestly, personally, for me, the best match we ever booked would have to be a tie between Sephiroth and Tommy Dreamer in a casket match, which was Tommy Dreamer's first casket match, by the way, and also. Sephiroth versus Big Country in the Buried Alive match, because I have not really seen too many Buried Alive matches in the Indies, and we pull it off pretty dang good, if I do say so. Okay. But the the worst match? Hmm. Probably, we tried to sometimes do, like, you know, a triple fat tag team or a four-way tag team, and I don't really like those matches, because always... It's always just so confusing and such a such a cluster. And honestly, I think we did this like it's like a, a like a four way lumberjack match like randomly out in Belmont a few years back. And it was just I was filming at the time, and it was just nothing about the match made sense. It was just chaos all over the ring. The refs didn't know what to do. The crowd didn't know what was going on. It was just a, this you know a last minute thrown together match because you know somebody didn't show up or 
somebody could only be there for so long, so they had to get out of there real quick. And yeah, that was probably the goofiest match we ever booked. Timing on those matches is critical. I mean, if you've got somebody that's out of time or you know calls a spot incorrectly, it can it can just it can go down the toilet quicker than a kennel in a hell in a cell match. Oh, yeah. And that's and that's one thing I got on my wrestlers about because it's like you can get in there and have a really good five minute match. You can have a really good ten minute match, but every match can't be twenty five minutes. Every match can't be a WrestleMania main event match. And sometimes people would take it in their own hands, and you know they want to try to have matches that night. And I'm sitting up there and I'm cutting their match early. I'm telling the ref, I'm like, you go ahead and count them out because if, if every match is twenty five minutes, your show is going to be four hours long, and it's just right. And by that time, you know, people people get bored after a while, especially when you're only focused on, on the match and not trying to get people in the crowd. So when you're 20 minutes in into a match, the crowd's losing interest. They're getting up, walking around, or talking to each other, or not even paying attention. So timing is extremely crucial. to make sure everybody's on the same page with that. We, we talk a lot about guys or gals having, quote-unquote, the it factor. Johnny, what, in your opinion is the it factor. Hmm. I, you know, well, of course, you know, overall ability in the ring, but one biggest thing that I honestly don't see a lot of people play in the crowd. That really, like, that's how you can get over. That's how you can make people mad at you. That's how you get people into the match. There's a lot of people need to work on. Because that's, you know, that's not the biggest it factor, but... Even I mean, there's even some guys I see in TNA or, TNA or NXT, and it's like they don't play the crowd at all. They get out there, do their match, and leave, and they wonder why they never get anywhere. They never really get a big name for themselves. It's like because you don't you don't make yourself out there known. You're not you know making people hate. You're not making people like you. You're just hoping your wrestling is going to do that, which it should. But sometimes you know fans think a little bit more than just that. Very true. Very true. Johnny, you've got a show coming up very, very soon that you're working on. Do you want to give people the information on that? Yes, sir. That is this Saturday, the 13th, at Tremont Music Hall for Fireball's Grindhouse Wrestling Show. Uh, tickets are 12 bucks. Doors open at 7, and there will be, I think, probably five or six pretty good matches and a couple rock bands there and some go-go dancers. And sadly, the show is 18 and up because it is a bar where they serve alcohol. Mm-hmm. But it is always a good time at Fireball Show, and Miss Laura can tell you that herself. <laughs> it is a great time at Fireball Show. <laughs> always if people, is. <laughs> if people want to uh, contact you for booking information or for assistance in any type of promotion, Johnny, how can they do that? Uh, they can look me up on Facebook, just Johnny Smalls, or they can hit me on Instagram at the Johnny Smalls, or my Twitter is at Johnny Smalls. 17. Very cool. And one and like, last and thing, thing that we got an extra W. We got a, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go go on. I'm saying that's one thing. I'm always down to talk to people. We had a lot of people that messaged us in XBW just asking, you know, how to get into the business or, you know, they needed help with the training school or they needed help learning how to be a better ref. So I'm, I'm always down to talk to people, especially when it's about wrestling. Very cool. Very cool. The, the other thing, the last thing that we get everybody to do, Johnny, that comes on the show, we ask them to record a bump for us. If you could just say something like, this is Johnny Smalls, you're listening to live from the Armory Wrestling Show, we'd greatly appreciate it. You can go whenever you're ready. 
Right. This is Johnny Smalls, and you're listening to Live from the Armory. Very good. Now, see how painless that all was, Johnny? Oh, yeah. <laughs> see? All good. All good. Johnny, we, we really take appreciate care of our you. Guests. Yes, absolutely. I appreciate we, you guys we certainly... having me on the show. Well, we appreciate you being here tonight. Thank you very much for your time, Johnny. Yes, sir. You, you, you and Miss Laura have a great night. Thank you, sir. Talk to you soon, Johnny. And there goes Johnny. All right. Very cool. It's good to hear that. Johnny? uh, Good to hear that XWW is uh, not officially closed, but on hiatus. Yes. It is so good um, because I think, and I've said this before, that I don't think XWW gets the respect that it deserves. I don't think it's the acknowledgement. I had no idea. I knew Reed Flair had worked there. I had no idea, no clue whatsoever that Tommy Dreamer worked there. Did you? I believe that I had saw the flyer at some point in time before I uh, had really started looking, looking. You know how we can glance at things. Before I started looking, looking. At at everything, I I knew I knew that he had been there, but I did not know that he had worked the casket match. I am more than positive I saw his name on a flyer at some point in time. So the answer is yes and no. It's a little 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 gray area, but very cool, you know. And and the you know the other thing is just hearing uh, you know about Reed Flair. Uh, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know. Only associated Reed, obviously, with his father, the Nature Boy Ric Flair, uh, you know, WWE Hall of Famer, multi-world heavyweight champion, NWA champion. I'm not going to give the dissertation on, on Rick's career. Uh, and, and the circumstances, you know, uh, of his death overseas. Uh, di- very, very interesting to hear Johnny's take on him, uh, having known him and, you know, certainly right. a, a talent that has gone way too soon. Yeah, most definitely. You know, and George South trained Reed. Mm-hmm. So, you mm-hmm. know, Reed had roots. Of course, Reed had roots in the Charlotte area. I mean, his dad's Ric Flair. But, yeah, I, it was nice to hear, um, I, you know, how Reed had touched, you know, uh, people in XWW like Johnny, you know. Obviously, mm-hmm. he can. He could hear it in his friend. voice. Yeah, you, yeah. you could hear it he, in his he voice. Could. Still dismayed to this day over the over the passing of yeah. Flair. So, uh, you know, uh, certainly, you know, again, uh, don't want to bring the show down, but certainly a, a tragedy, you know, in in its own right, and uh, you know. We're going way too soon. Unfortunately, it seems to be happening more and more these days. I don't know what the answer is. Uh, you know, I, 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 I certainly hope that uh, if someone is struggling with, with, with uh, you know, personal problems or you know, demons or addiction, whatever you want to call it, that, uh, you know, someone would be able to reach out to that person and say, you know, I'm here for you. You know, maybe we ought to, you know, try to address this issue before it gets too far gone. So, you know, just a reminder that, uh, you know, even though they, they entertain us on a uh, weekly basis or a nightly basis, you never know what somebody's going through 
five minutes before you walk through the door. So certainly great to have Johnny on the show. Do you want to uh, do you want to read the Wildcat sports information because there's been a change on that card that's kind of important. Yeah, and I, I want to ask you a question because I know that you would know this. Um, mm-hmm. I know that this is Buku's uh, last um, his last uh, Wildcat show. Yes. Why is that? I, I'm a little. Um, you know, I, I, I'm I put not exactly some, sure why that is. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'll address this right now. For uh, folks know that Wildcat Sports is out of Metairie, which is basically a, a suburb of the New Orleans area. I've actually had the, the pleasure of uh, I know Luke Hawks, the, uh, the the trainer, the the head promoter at Wildcat. I've I've had the opportunity to see Boo wrestle several times. Uh, I put something out on 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 Facebook the other night. You know that I was going to try to give you a, a breaking news type of deal, and. Um, it concerned Boo. Uh, he is leaving Wildcat Sports uh, because he has received an offer uh, to go elsewhere. Uh, and sometimes discretion is the better part of valor because it's really about respect. And this is his moment to shine. And it's not up to me uh, or to anyone else to steal that that from him. There will be an announcement made, I was told, at the show on Saturday night about Boo, uh, it's really tight-lipped, and, and and I can respect that. And like I said, it, it's not for me to uh, it, it's not for me to take away from somebody else's moment of of joy. So uh, that that's what that was all about. Okay. I I certainly wish Boo the very very best. Uh, former show guest, great guy, uh, a 100% dynamic work ethic. Uh, if you follow Wildcat Sports, they are on Facebook, and I am more than certain that sometime after Saturday night's show, probably into Sunday or Monday, the announcement will be made where he is going, or you control the Internet like you do, the IWC, you know, the thumb thugs, and, and you can go try to dig this up for yourself. But personally, I just wanted to say, boo, Thank you. I wish you the best of luck, and I know that you're going to knock him dead, kid. That's all I got to say. And I would just like to say that I love the Dragon Ball Z inspired flyers because uh, his opponent, <laughs> yeah. Steve Anthony, was Perfect Cell, and yeah. Goku was uh, Majin Buu. And it was awesome. I was like, this is great. Um, so, yeah, I really, really enjoyed that. Um, and it is at the and um, I really, I, I'm the kind of person that sometimes I think I have Tourette's syndrome. I just kind of shout out things, and I do apologize for that. But, um, yeah, we will go on with the uh, Wildcat Sports presents Buku, Dow or Die. Uh, Saturday, September 13th from the Grace King Auditorium in Metairie, Louisiana, 7 p.m. bell time. Previous show guest and current Wildcat Revolution champion Buku Dow makes his final appearance in Wildcat, taking on Steve Anthony. Also scheduled to appear, our good friend Luke Hawks, Mike Dell, Matt Stryker will not be there, Shane Taylor, Purple Haze. That's not Mark Lewin, is it? I mean, this is just like a, a, a different guy, right? You know, I'm not sure. You know who sure. Mark Lewin is, right? I think that I do. 
I think that I do. Was Kevin Sullivan? Kevin Sullivan back in the day, the Purple Haze, uh, Mark Lewin. Uh, no, 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 no. Okay. I now I know what you're talking. No, this is totally different yeah. kid. Okay, awesome. Um, and more, you can find out more information at www.wildcatsports.com. Um, this is what I was getting ready to shout out like a dummy. Um, I got totally confused a minute ago thinking, where am I going Saturday? I know I'm going to go see PWX. <laughs> it's at Thomasville. And I was there for the first show at, uh, in uh, June in Thomasville, and they sold out the armory there. Um, PWX is presenting Us versus the World uh, Saturday, September 13th at the Thomasville National Guard Armory in Thomasville, North Kakalaki. Uh, it, the bell time is at 8 o'clock. If you get the VIP seat, you can get in at 7 o'clock to talk with um, wrestlers, which I always, always try to get everybody to do because of the simple fact that these people will not be here forever. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, Cedric Alexander will be heading to the WWE one day. Mm-hmm. I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. I have a good I have a good time with Cedric. I, he's always nice and friendly with the fans. He gives me shit about Caleb Conley. I give him shit. It's it's a wonderful working relationship. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's run over the the card a little bit. Um, uh, the best tag team on the Indies today, in my opinion, worst case scenario, with the best manager, period, the Tommy Thomas, will be taken on Country Jack, which consists of Adam Page and Corey Hollis. Mm-hmm. Um, Anthony Henry is going to be resuming his feud with John Schuyler. John Schuyler is just freshly back from a tour of Europe. Uh, PWX has missed him. Can't wait to see John Schuyler. And the main event is going to be Cedric Alexander and the partner of his choosing, Chip Day, Chip Effin Day, versus the circus of Marcellus mm-hmm. King and Circo. So this is going to be good stuff, people, good stuff. Also, uh, Drew Myers is going to be there. The ITV champ, Lance Lude, will be there. Joe Black, Billy Brash, and many, many more. Tessa Blanchard will be there. Um, so I'm really looking forward. I always look forward to PWX. But I'm really looking forward to this card. Um, it's going to be good. So if you're in the North Carolina area, there's no reason why you shouldn't be at Thomasville, North Carolina, at the National Guard Armory, watching PWX's Us versus the World. That is very true. That is very true. I did want to go back uh, on Wildcat for a second. I know that you had said that Matt Striker, <laughs> who was originally, excuse me, <clears throat> still got that cough, folks. Uh, Matt Stryker was originally scheduled to be on the Saturday, September 13th show. It was put out on uh, Wildcats' page earlier today that Matt Stryker will not be at the Wildcats sports show. Matt has signed a contract with Lucha Underground uh, where management uh, will not allow him to appear. That is the reason why Matt is not going to be on the card. For uh, that, That is the reason. It is a contract stipulation with Lucha Underground. So if you were going to uh, go to see Matt Stryker, unfortunately he won't be there. That's why they call it card subject to change. But there are a ton of other people at Wildcat that you will be able to see. So uh, please continue to support Wildcat Sports. Um, And go out and see Luke and Mike and 
and Boo and Shane and Purple Haze and Steve Anthony and all the other guys that will be there this Saturday. So I just wanted to get that out there because uh, I've seen that a lot lately. I've actually went to a show myself where two guys were, were, were not there and whether or not you get a legit uh, reason as to why the person was there or wasn't there uh, is one thing. To get nothing at all, I'd rather have somebody tell me a story that, you know, they were trapped in a flood and they're stuck in a rowboat other than, well, they're just not here. You know what I mean? Yeah, make it good. I mean, you, you book stuff. You make up stuff all the time. Can't you make up something? You make know? up something. Three men in a tub, something. <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't care. Just don't tell me. I, I don't know. He ain't here. You know, that that's the reason why my stri- Matt Stryker will not be at Wildcat. So. And you had well, you information know. on Firestar. Is that right? That's right. I do. I do. Let me get it right here. Um, Firestar. Present, Firestar Pro Wrestling presents Extravaganza, which will be Sunday afternoon um, on September the 14th. Um, bell time is at 4 o'clock. Doors open at 3.30. Plenty of tickets still available. You can go to Firestar uh, FSPWrestling.com and order that. I just want to go over the card real quick. Um, Marcellus King's going to be there. Scrapyard Dog. Um, Chris Lee. We got who split his pants, was on the Today Show, went viral. Uh, Rick Converse is going to be there. It's it's going to be a good one. It, um, LeBron Cozone, Manny Garcia, Drew Myers, Lance Lude, Aaron Biggs, Chet Sterling. It's going to be an action-packed card. It's going to be at the Boys and Girls Club in Greensboro, uh, North Kakalaki. Like I said, fire FSPWrestling.com for more information. Um, also wanted to cover the uh, TNT wrestling show real quick. Um, mm-hmm. It is going to be um, at the Pittsburgh, let's see here. It's going to be at 120 Lowe's Drive in Pittsburgh, North Carolina. It is uh, Papa John's Friends and Family Appreciation Day. It's free wrestling, people. You can't mm-hmm. beat that. Free. Um Free, like, and, and and free just rolls off the tongue so great. Free. Exactly. Um, it's going to, there's going to be the long-anticipated rematch of Adam Page and Lee Valiant versus the Brutes. And we'll talk mm. about the Brutes in the upcoming months because they're going to be involved in WrestleCade. And mm. I heard someone compare them to the Road Warriors as far as just going in there and beating the crap out of people. So I'm mm-hmm. interested in seeing what's going on with the Brutes. Uh, the back, the Backwoods Bullies will be there, which I hate I'm going to miss because I'd love to see what that's all about. Uh, LeBron Cozone again, uh, Donnie Steamboat, Jordan O'Neill, Chris Lee again. Um, let's see here. L-Train, Larry Isley will be there. And there's going to be ladies at TNT. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's going to be Ronnie Nicole. I'm not sure mm-hmm. who she's wrestling but I'm pretty sure that's going to be it. And also, I believe Lance Lude and uh, Chet Sterling will be there as well. So I've seen My Chet gosh. Sterling in PWX. Yeah. Uh, oh, Lance going to be busy. <laughs> Man. <that's... laughs> yeah. Stack from top to bottom. Yeah, yeah no sure. kidding, because you know how that is. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's, you know, that's how they do. That is how they do. But just wanted to run over... Um, those couple events, um, and I had some more things here, because what happens is when we um, 
do all this when we jump stuff, when we jump sometimes... around you get lost yes i get I get lost because I, I am still um old school and I have it on paper, and I don't want to miss out on um a couple of things that I wanted to talk about, but I don't see them, so you want to talk about Wrestlecade real quick while I'm looking for that? Yeah, we can. We can. I can talk about that real quick. Uh, last week, folks, as you know, I hacked the iCloud and was able to procure a poster uh, and, and put it out. Uh, you know about Wrestlecade, about the first annual George South Battle Royal at Wrestlecade, and I put it out on Facebook. I'd ask people to. Uh, to, to message me or comment and tell me who they thought would be the be the winner of the first annual, you know, George South Battle Royal. I mean, it's the very first one, you know, have a little bit of fun. Now, before we get all, all carried away, we're, we're not going to run down every match that's going to be on the WrestleCade ticket. Uh, there have been some other matches that have been announced. And as we get closer to the event, we'll announce the, we'll announce the matches and uh, probably make some pick predictions, some picks. I mean, because it, it, it's fun to make picks. You know, I, uh, I I get a hoot out of it. There's a lot of people that take it really seriously. Uh, I'm not one of them. You know, I make a pick, and just because I'm right 99.9% of the time, you know, and oh, make other people jealous, you know, I don't let that go to my head. But, you know, usually when I say no. it, it happens. So, what, Laura? You know that's true. Yeah, okay. All right. First annual... George South Battle Royal, I've got it coming down to two guys. John okay. Schuyler, John Schuyler, and Jackson James. My official pick, my official pick, the winner of the first annual George South Battle Royal at WrestleCade will be Jackson James. Okay. All right. Well, you know, um, I love me some Jackson James. Mm-hmm. There ain't no doubt about that. That's my pick. Um, all right. Put that well, on. Put that out on the Twitter machine. I'm getting ready to put that on the Twitter machine as soon as I give. Um, I had two, <laughs> and now I can't think of who the other one was because it's been so long. Um, I'm going to go, and I'm going to pick. Um, Someone that you might not be so familiar with, a gentleman by the name of Lance Erickson. He's a big dude, and it's going to take some getting over, a lot of people getting him over. Okay. Top rope. He's he's big. Y'all go Google Lance Erickson. Wrestles in the NWA. He's the NWA Eastern States Champion. Go Google him. And, of course, now I remember who my other pick was, Cameron Cade. But, you know, my picks. What what did Big Country say about him? He's fun size and fits well in an overhead compartment. (laughs) The two of them on my uh, Facebook page the other day. It's hilarious. But let me, while um, I'm thinking of it, tweet out our... Uh, and I did want to mention this. I did not mention this last week, but we were talking about Jake the Snake Roberts, who's making progress, by the way, and we want to wish Jake all the best. 
Um, He's beyond he making his, progress. Did, did you see that he actually showed up to an event? With Allie Parker? Yes. I saw a picture of him and Allie Parker. He's battling cancer. But he's yeah, like, you um, know what? I beat it one time. I can do it again. And I just want to, you know, send our best thoughts out to Jake because what a guy. I mean, yeah. what a story. You know, what a guy. And we had, I had tweeted out, we, we thanked Bill after for reporting uh, the facts, not speculation, mm-hmm. not rumors, not gossip, but thanked him for right. reporting that about Jake, and Bill yeah. tweeted us back and thanked us. So I just wanted to put that out there that, you know, um, we appreciate Bill um, doing that. Um, because Absolutely. Bill After is, I mean, he's a wrestling institution, He's the voice of reason in an unreasonable world. He really, really is. And the fact that he follows me on Twitter blows my mind. So for for Uh, all of those those other shows that reported, you know, that that Jake was, you know, near death, you know, and to turn around and see him with pictures at an event with former show guest Allie Parker – Un, it, that right there tells you everything that you need to know about credibility and what people will put out there just to try to gain some listeners. You didn't hear that from us. You didn't hear it from us. You know, we went to the actual source that knew what was going on and thanked him. We didn't report that, you know, Jake Roberts passed out on a plane, you know, and was near death and, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, the man's standing right there smiling with his arm around Allie. You know, we're pulling for Jake. Absolutely pulling for Jake. Yeah, absolutely pulling for Jake. Uh, picture, and, I, and it looked like Allie was just pleased as punch mm-hmm. uh, to be there with, with Jake. And I saw Jake at WrestleCade last year. He stood beside of me while uh, Freight Train and uh, Stroh took on uh, Sleaze and uh, Jake Manning, and he was just enjoying himself to no end. Mm-hmm. And when Freight Train was like, put the coat down, Jake, I mean, he couldn't help but to laugh. I mean, it was just so funny. It was just <laughs> a, a real moment, and I'm glad I was there to see that. But, you know, Jake, we want to wish you Godspeed and... and um, Wish you all the best in this battle that you're going to have coming up. Um, Absolutely. And hope that, you know, Jake makes it through there. Um, I'm I'm sorry I'm trying to uh, finish up this um, tweet, and I can do that here in just a second, but did want to mention two things. Our friend George Coles, who was on earlier from Heel Heat, is going to the next NXT event. He's going to be on TV. Isn't that the NXT takeover? Is that is that the one that he's going to? Yeah. That'll be a yeah, treat. He's gonna be there. That I can't wait. He's gonna try to sit hard camera. Uh so I can't wait to see George live and in color. Um and wanted to mention two things about Mr. Cameron Cade. Mm-hmm. If you guys didn't notice on Facebook his new shirt, what did it say? King of the selfie. Who came up with that? I did. You getting residual off that? You getting any no, money from him? Bob, I'm 
not in it for the money. I'm just I'm just here to help people out and to spread the love. That's all I'm here for. And wanted to talk real real quick about Cameron busting Chase Brown in the mouth mm-hmm. at Trev South last weekend. I mean, it was bad. Boom. You don't mess with Cameron Cade. It's Cade's kingdom. We just live in it. Speaking of Chase Brown, I saw this before we went on air. Uh, Chase, uh, PWX had actually reported this. Chase Brown is going to be out of action with a torn pectoral muscle that is going to require surgery. I believe he has a, a, an MRI pending to see how, how severe the tear is. But as it stands right now, from everything that I've been told, everything that i read, Chase Brown's going to be out of action for a while with a torn pectoral muscle. So certainly want to wish uh, Chase all the best, hope that everything works out. Uh, certainly uh, wish you a, a speedy recovery. We hope it's not too bad. So uh, thinking about Chase Brown tonight. Chase is a great guy. I watched him train. Nobody works harder than Chase Brown. Folks, we'd, we'd like to announce our guests for next week. Next week on this show, we will have Patrick Price on from Strong Style Life Clothing. If you're not familiar with Strong Style Life Clothing, they have uh, a, lot of, a lot of really cool shirts out right now featuring a lot of independent wrestlers, uh, Caleb Conley, Tessa Blanchard, uh, Cedric Alexander. Help me out here, Laura. I know I'm uh, Corey Hollis. Am I right on that? Corey Hollis is, yeah, Corey Hollis is on that. Uh, you did mention John Schuyler. He's getting in on that. Um, right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's growing. It really Absolutely. is. Absolutely. And we, we would urge our listeners to check out www.sslclothing.com. Uh, and you can check out and see the shirts that they have available, other type of athletic gear. Uh, so we'll have Patrick Price on, and he'll be talking a little bit about that. And uh, hopefully we'll have an update for you on the project that we have in the works with Strong Style Life Clothing. So uh, our second guest, we've already had the first one on. They've been called the Martin and Lewis of the modern era. No, they haven't. Not really. Zane Riley <laughs> shall be with us next week. You probably know him from the independent wrestling scenes, from HighSpots.com, from Zane and Caleb put over the world, and now Zane and Caleb put over the movie. Zane Riley will be with us next week to talk about that project and much, much more. I, I am sure of it. Um, we would urge everybody. Uh, again, to uh, check out our other partner. For all of our friends that are overseas, our stream can be heard at www.fnxnetwork.com. It was very cool to hear Ryan call in tonight. want to shout out to all of our Australian listeners, all of our, uh, all of our listeners overseas. We certainly appreciate all the support that you have been giving us the past few weeks. So I want to thank you very much for that. Folks, we've come down to that magical time where... We have to end the show. We've had a great time tonight. I want to thank you all for your continuing support, whether you listen to us on Blog Talk Radio or whether you listen to us on iTunes or whether you listen to us on fnxnetwork.com. We're here every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock Eastern Time. I want to thank uh, Big Country for being on the show tonight. 
also want to thank Johnny Smalls for being on the show tonight. Laura, do you have anything you want to tell the people before we go? just want to tell them real quick to listen to Ryan Martell's Martell's Corner podcast. It comes out every Wednesday or Thursday, so listen to that. It's good. Um, just want to say thanks to everybody for making us uh, truly humble and proud to be on the radio and just doing this great show for you guys, because that's what we're here for. We're here for you guys. And just want to thank everybody for being so great to us. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much, folks, for being with us tonight. If I could talk. Now I can't even talk. Gee, it God. It's getting late. Folks, remember, there's never a bad seat here at the Armory. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. been listening to live from the armory wrestling radio show listen to us on blogtalkradio.com every wednesday night at 7 p.m eastern time subscribe to us on itunes follow us on twitter at from the armory and you can find us on facebook at facebook.com backslash live.armory.9 if you like what you hear Please take a few moments to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.